Open your Bibles with me, please, to a psalm, Psalm 115. Psalm 115, and let's, by the Spirit, mock the gods of the heathen and rejoice in the God of the Bible. Let us put our trust in the Lord, as we're going to read several times, and let us call down God's blessing upon us and upon our children. And let us praise His name forevermore from Psalm 115. Let's stand together and read Psalm 115 in unison. Together, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto Thy name give glory, for Thy mercy and for Thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever He hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, But they hear not, noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is every one that trusteth in them. O Israel! Trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Ye are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. But the earth hath he given to the children of men. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Amen and amen. You may be seated. All that we do and all that we say ought to be for the glory of God and for the sake of His name, as the first verse tells us, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto Thy name give glory. We seek none ourselves, we're worthy of none ourselves, and we should direct all glory to God. Why? For His mercy and His truth's sake. We have nothing that deserves the glory that that God only deserves. The heathen would say of Israel, by verse 2, 
Where is their God? And that was a legitimate question for a dumb, deluded mind. Where is their God? Because all those nations had their images. And this God had told them, thou shalt not have any graven images. So other nations would look at Israel and say, where is their God? We have our God over here in the temple of Dagon. We have our God over here in this grove. We have this totem pole. We have this crescent moon on our mosque. We have this fat-bellied little pagan named Buddha. Where is their God? But our God is in the heavens. Praise the Lord. Look at that. I love that third verse. I remember as a late teenager coming to grips by the grace of God with the sovereignty of the God of heaven, and this being one of the passages and one of the verses that was impressed upon my soul. Wherefore should the heathen say, where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. And let me tell you a little bit about His nature. He hath done whatsoever He hath pleased. Our God does everything according to the good pleasure of His own will, including our salvation and their damnation. That is the God of the Bible. And it's not preached in very many places. And so we delight in that fact by being here today to rejoice in what Psalm 115 says. And we're not going to modify it with a paraphrased Bible version. And we're not going to modify it with some mealy-mouthed explanation of it. Our God's in the heavens... And he's done whatever he wanted to do among the children of men. And sometimes that's causing babies to be born blind. Sometimes that causes babies to die. Sometimes that causes for nations to be overrun. Sometimes that causes for species of animals or races of men to be annihilated. Sometimes it causes for calls for the damnation of men. Sometimes it calls for men to be blinded. But our God is in the heavens, and He's done whatsoever He hath pleased. Then the inspired psalmist goes on for the next four verses, verses 4, 5, 6, and 7, to mock these gods of the heathen, to mock the gods of the Hindus, to mock the gods of the Muslims, to mock the gods of the Buddhists, to mock the gods of the American Indians, to mock them. They're just made out of silver and gold. They're the work of men's hands. Some man that sweats, eats, defecates, has to get up and put his pants on the way you do, made that God. That God isn't a creator. That God is a creature. It's the result of a man taking silver and gold and reforming it. Thank you, Lord. It's the work of men's hands. They have mouths and it goes forth and describes them from the top to the bottom. They have different bodily parts, but they can't even perform like a man. And then listen to this. Verse 8. This is the God we worship. This is why we assemble at this address. Because of verses like this, that we believe with all of our hearts, and we will declare with all of our strength. Verse 8. They that make them are like unto them. The man that sits down and makes a God is as dumb and stupid and blinded and dark and incompetent and impotent as the God he made. So is everyone that trusteth in them. The whole races and nations 
of those that worship such, such gods are as blind and as dark and as ignorant and as impotent as their gods they worship. This is what the Bible says. The Bible mocks the makers of such gods. The Bible mocks such gods. And the Bible mocks anyone that would ever believe in such a god. And then he tells Israel to put their trust in the Lord. And he does it by several repetitions in verses 9, 10, and 11. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. There's no trust to put in an idol. Put your trust in the Lord. The Lord Jehovah with all those capitals, it we're told. Verse 12, the Lord hath been mindful of us. He has a mind. Their idols have none. He's been mindful of us, and He's going to bless us. He's going to bless the house of Israel and Aaron. He's going to bless all that fear the Lord, both small and great. Children, you don't need to have graham crackers and milk today. You don't need to have cardboard figures on a flannel board. You don't need to have some little video. You need to have this verse, verse 13. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. It doesn't matter how old you are, how big you are, or how small you are. The Lord uh, that's in the heavens, that does whatever pleases Him, He will bless you if you fear Him. It doesn't matter how small you are. Put your trust in Him. Bethany, you're a petite little girl. Put your trust in Him. He will bless them that fear the Lord. Amen. The gods of the heathen, they can't see, hear, smell, speak, touch, or move. And so is everyone that makes them, administers their worship, or believes in them. But our God, put your trust in Him and He'll take care of you no matter how small you are. Verse 15, Ye are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. Any blessing that we have is from the Lord that made the heavens and the earth. Not that He was made by reforming some dirt, which, all, which is all that silver and gold is. Not that He was made by some man fashioning something. The Lord that we worship made the heavens and the earth and all that in them is. And that's where our blessing comes from. Ye are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. And Israel was blessed and we are blessed. The number of blessings we have is countless. Spiritual and natural. What a multitude of blessings. If we were to try to number them up to the Lord, it's an impossible task, David says in another place. Verse 16, the heaven, even the heavens, let's get them all included, are the Lord's. But the Lord hath he given to the children of men. He's given us this little place. We're to have dominion over it. We're to take advantage of it, use it for our prosperity and our happiness. I don't care what PETA or, any, or Greenpeace or anyone else has to say about it. The earth is ours and we're to have dominion over it. And if we end up reducing the number of species, so what? So what? It just saves money for zoos. Doesn't mean a thing that God doesn't care. And you know what? They're discovering species every day. So the number of species is not declining. It's increasing. As they discover more and more of what God created. The earth is ours. The heaven and the heavens are God's. Trying to make a distinction between God and us. The earth is His... What does the Bible say? The earth is His footstool. Therefore, when we come before God, we should tremble. And when we come before God, we can't believe 
that we're going to make him a temple where he dwells on earth because he dwells in the heaven. He dwells in the heavens, as the verse wants you to understand. The last two verses, once you die, you can no longer praise him. Therefore, while you're alive, you should be praising him forever. You have breath. You have the breath of life right now. Next week, between this Sunday and next Sunday, that breath and that spirit could leave you and go back to the God that created it. Today you have His Spirit in you. Therefore, since we cannot praise Him once we're dead, let's praise Him while we're alive. And so the verse concludes the psalm by saying, We will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. You could have been born a Muslim, and you'd still be one. Could have been born a Hindu, you'd still be one. Could have been born a Buddhist, you'd still be one. God chose to have mercy upon you and show you His truth. Therefore, let's bless and praise His holy name and give all the glory to Him for His truth and His mercy's sake. From this time forth and forevermore, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen.